And I'm like, yo, bro, this is not a corner store. It's a subway station and you're holding up space. <laughs> I mean, you know, the sex bits are another thing, which is not subway related. But where do these people work that sell bottles of water all in the summer? Where do they work? Just a thought. Go ahead. Back to your subway rant. <laughs> I mean, I can please, I mean, I have a few things to rant about, but you know, I'm not going to continue to rant about it. I'm just going to hop my happy ass with my Metro card and get on the train. And bitch, I'm like everybody else when you're on the damn train. That's just the bottom line. I just got to bear my belly. And I mean, it's sad because sometimes you do want to help those folks that, you know, um, ask for money. But, uh, come on. Do I, do I know what you're really doing with this money? And look at that. That's, that's <laughs> crack, crack is whack. Nobody's saying crack anymore. That's a Everyone. But, um, you heard that about that story, the story in Baltimore where this lady, her name is Jacqueline Smith, died at 54, um, got stabbed up. She was murdered. She didn't die. Well, she, she died due to getting stabbed up. Die is like, <laughs> I went to sleep and I died. And they were death. Well, yeah, she definitely she got murdered. murdered. Her and her husband was um, driving and she saw a panhandler, like a, a lady that said, With hey, a fake baby. With, with a fake baby in her hand with a sign saying, please help me feed my baby. And it was raining. And I guess her heart felt for this woman. And, you know, her, her husband said, usually they do not stop and do things like this. But at that moment, she said, listen, I really want to give this woman something. And he stopped. He rolled down her window, her passenger window. And she ended up giving the lady money. At the same time, a guy ran up and started to just kind of grab her pocketbook. Try that. She was tussling with the guy for a little while. And then he took out a knife and just started stabbing her. Um, according to the husband, he got a, jumped out the car to run after this guy, but then he heard his wife screaming for help, and that drew him back to the car to go be with his wife and help her. And, you know, he gave props to the 911 operator because when he called them, they were very good. They told him to put pressure on the wound, like, to really try to keep on until EMS came. Unfortunately, Miss Smith did not, Mrs. Smith did not, you know, make it, which is so very sad. sad. So sad, you know, and, you know, when you think about somebody being murdered, Helping somebody else, you know, it kind of taints us in terms of not wanting to do a good deed oh, for others, you know. Absolutely. Because now you're like, oh, I'm not doing no good deeds. Because look what happened to this lady that did a good deed. But you know, we still gotta keep the fight up. We still gotta do good, you know, do good unto those who do good. But you just gotta be careful out here in these streets, you know. I mean, I mean, and this brought me back to a story. You know, I told my husband, I was like, yo, this this really is an eye opener for me because I know um, a while back we were going to run in Prospect Park and it was like early morning, like five thirty in the morning. We're going. Knock. We're like going Flatbush. Yeah, Flatbush and Martin, somewhere around there. That's what I saw my first murder on Flatbush. On Flatbush. First sap, first shooting. <laughs> That's what I saw somebody get shot. Flatbush. But now that area is gentrified. You can't even, what? That was on Flatbush at Midwood. Yeah, well, so. I told you the story, right? Yes, yeah, you did. I told, did I tell you podcast, man? I don't think you told her, but we can share that. But um, with, I mean, with this story, this guy, um, you could tell he was like a vagrant, like a you know, like a vagrant guy. He was walking, and all of a sudden, like these two, it was like two or three young boys came and like punched him, and they started grabbing like things out of his pocket. And I was like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" And my husband was like, "Yo, shut up!" And he grabbed me, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Get off of me!" He's like, "Yo, what is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Yo, somebody needs help. Like, why are they gonna rob this little vagrant guy? Come on, these two young guys." He was like, "Yo, just mind your business." And he kind of yokes me up to say, "Come on, let's go. What's wrong with you, B?" I was, yo, I was very annoyed. But I told him, I said, this story reminds me of that because I'm, I'm the type of person I see something and if it if it upsets me, like to see somebody getting hurt, somebody like, that's like really, you know, they can't defend themselves. I'm gonna say, hey, what are you doing? At least or say something. And that's exciting we live in. People don't look out for people anymore, you know. But I still think that we need to do that cautiously, you know, as Bender said. But it just reminded me. He was like, yo, you don't know what could have happened, you know, that those guys could have came after you, you know, whatever. But. Um, Sadly enough, this lady lost her life. And to hear her husband speak about it, he said, you know, he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Because, of course, he, you know, he aided her. He rolled down the window. 
And he said, just seeing his wife die in that manner is just really sad. Yeah, I mean, it's so gruesome to see anybody mad. She's not my wife. Stabbed but it was up. just so, so gruesome to hear about it. Yeah. So. But let me tell you about when I first saw somebody get shot. <laughs> On Flappish Avenue, like near Empire, there used to be this backyard party for Hawks every Friday night. And the best part about it was this party used to be Ram Jam. The floor was like that red, red, chipped up stuff. You remember that chip, chip, red wood pieces? That was problematic. But other than that, um, we go there and coming out, you would get your corn soup. So I didn't live far. I lived like on Rutland and North I probably lived on Midwood at that time. So I would just walk home with my soup and eat my soup in the morning. It was summertime, but you're still eating corn soup, walking Mm -hmm. down the street, eating my soup. So we come in now when we get to... Maple and Flatbush. This guy just kind of rolls up on this other guy, pulls out a gun right in front of us, and starts shooting. I'm like stunned. I'm standing there like you're shocked. Like you always can't move. My eyes blinking, and my boyfriend kind of like pulled me like, "Come on!" And when he pulled me, I kind of ran over to you know those big dumpsters, and I knelt down. And I was still watching the guy, the shooter guy, and then the guy walked, ran right past me, kind of looked back, and I just looked down like. I ain't seen nothing. I ain't seen nothing. I got up. I got up. Walked down the block. And hailed the cab. And I got in the cab and I went home. And I have to tell you, my corn soup didn't taste the same. (laughs) Really? Because I did not drop it. I held on to it for dear life. (laughs) So I was watching. Only better in a shootout. She saw all her damn corn soup. (laughs) (laughs) It was was the best corn soup. Used to get it right outside of Hawks. I know a it didn't taste the same that day. It didn't taste the same. I can't with you. But anyway. <laughs> so, um, talking about, you know, sad times, this little nine-year-old girl that committed suicide, I mean, how horrible. How sad. Her name is Mackenzie Adams. She's nine years old. She used to live in Alabama. And on December 3rd, in her home in Linden, she hung herself. Um, basically, the premise was, she had a white friend, a boy that was white in the class, and they were very upset about it, um, the kids in the classroom, and they bullied her the entire school year saying, just kill yourself. You think you're white because you ride with that white boy? Oh, you wow. ugly black bitch, just die. Oh, my God. They used to say things like that to her. Um, and finally, the girl just succumbed at nine years old, beautiful little girl. God. And committed suicide. I don't want to understand the parents. Um, the parents has complained about her getting bullied. Mm. Um, they have gone, I think, to the she went to the principal, and I think she was, you know, moving it up the line in terms of complaining about. I mean, they did say they were going to investigate, so I don't know if they were in the middle of investigating. But how long you got to investigate somebody bullying a child? That's my thing. And another thing I thought about here is that we live in a time where parents really have to speak to their kids. Like you can't control what you know what happens externally as far as when they go to school, when they're doing the activities. But you need to speak to your kids and talk to them about their worth. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, I hear my husband telling my stepdaughter, like, yo, you're beautiful. Like, you know, um, you know, because she'll say things like, and, you know, kids say things not even realizing. She'll say things like, oh, yeah, the girl with the nice hair. And he's like, what? Nice hair? What does that mean? You think your hair is not nice? And he would kind of talk to her and kind of encourage her, like, listen, you are beautiful. Your hair is the way that you're beautiful. You don't need to look like this person or be like this person. And I think, and to think that this nine-year-old girl, still didn't think that her life was worth anything because of these kids bullying her. I mean, I'm assuming she told her parents what they were saying to her, but I feel like, you know, I, I want to know what the conversations were like between her parents and her to really say, listen, you shouldn't care about what people think about who you hang with. But, you know, I think even as a parent myself, the thing is you say things to your kids and you, you know, 
say what you think that you want them to hear, that they're beautiful, they're great, they're smart, they're everything. And sometimes peer pressure becomes so much. You know, even just think about yourself when you was growing up and you used to tell your mother, you say, don't do this, don't do that. And you're like, all right, I won't do it. And as soon as you get on your friends, they're like, well, no, we're going to do this. And you're like, all right, forget what my mother said, I'm going to do it. It's just the the power of friends. And I think that's what you need to teach your, your children is that you can have friends, but friends can carry, they can't bring you back. You know, right. my mother used to say that all oh, the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. But also showing that friends will always try to entice you to do things that you know is not right. You have to do the right thing. You know, right. that's one thing I admire about my daughter. If you piss her off, that's it, you know. There's no second chances with her. She's like, oh, sorry, got to go. Yeah. And you're coming like, oh, what happened to Jasmine? Oh, she said something out the side of her mouth. I don't talk to her no more. And I, you know, I even I had to say that the other day. I, I was like, yo, I, I appreciate you shutting people down, but you, if you keep just shutting people down so quick without giving them an opportunity to rectify, you're going to lose a lot of friends. She was like, well, that's it. I, I'm all right by myself. Yo, I, I told her, and I was like, I, I, I respect that about her because I, I feel like, you know, there's certain things people do. Like, yeah, you know you're going to have arguments with your friends back and forth, and you know you can reconcile. And, of course, you're going to see the worth in your friend to see if you want to reconcile. But there's some people that they do certain things, and you're like, you know what? Just based on what you just did right there, I'm done. And the fact that your daughter's at this age and she could be able to do that, like wean people out, yo, I respect that. I really respect that. And again, talking about, you know, going back to what you said about peer pressure, like, you know, um, you know, what happens in school and stuff like that. I remember, and it's all also about telling your kids, don't be a follower. Like, uh-huh. I remember there were times, like, my friends were doing a lot of things, and I'd be like, dang, I wish I could do that. But in my mind, I Yo, knew my, my mother me. was freaking crazy. She kill me. So it's either my mother or my, like, I had to make a decision, like, is this really worth it? It had to be something that I wanted to do as well. It couldn't be that something that my friend wanted to be in to trouble do. for. Yeah, and I'm like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to go to this guy's house. I'm willing to get, I'm willing to get the ass whipping today. But it's not going to be somebody that tell me to do something, or and then I get in trouble. I'm like, you I had a strong mind. You have a strong mind. And that's what you really have to try to encourage your kids to do. Kids have a strong mind. Did you, you know, you sent me that video of that little girl, you know, when you said about your husband telling her daughter, you have beautiful hair, his daughter, you have beautiful hair, etc. And I saw that video, you sent me the little girl with the wig. I thought that was so deplorable. We posted that was a, basically it's a, a a little girl has on a long wig, a long like a wig, probably her parents' wig or something like that. And she's all looking nice, you know, flossing. And then all of a sudden the, the guy takes off the wig. And she starts crying, like bawling, like, you know, inconsolable. Just because her hair, of course, is, you know, shorter, much more kinkier. And it's like, wow. This and kid, as soon as they oh, put the wig back on her, you see her trying to pull the little strands yeah, back and yeah. everything. I thought it was, you know, I'm not a natural hair wearer, you know. I wear my hair. But for a child to be so, but my daughter doesn't wear her hair this. natural. But for a child to be so, but I don't wear weave. For a child <laughs> to be so entangled in what other people perceive as out of beauty. You know, not to oh, say that people can't, right? Because I was about to say, not to say that people can't enjoy it. People don't wear weaves, weaves and wigs because they want to wear weaves and wigs and forget their natural hair. I get that, but my goodness, it was so sad. This little girl bawling down the place because of this hair. Right. And, you know, we didn't really see her bawling, you know, Instagram and all these little short videos. You don't know if it's a setup or something. Whatever. Yeah. But just the connotation yeah. that a little girl would think that she was not worthy because her hair is not long enough. I, I I was very taken aback. But just quickly, I could see that because, you know, my sister-in-law, 
her, you know, uh, Manishi goes to like a her school is very diverse though. You know, they have you know diverse means lots of whites. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. but she said Chinese. They have gay. And she said you know they gay, gay parents. I mean, oh. like you know, you see the parents. You know, you see Chinese. You see a lot of mixed kids. You see black. She said it's a it's a diverse school, and that's what she wants her kids to go to. Fine, I appreciate that. But all the time, you know, my husband and I are like yo, you know, I'm gonna buy her door. It's gonna be a black door, and she's like, why? She's gonna be she's gonna be in tune with other people, whites, blacks, Chinese. She's gonna be, and I'm like, it's not about that. It's just about why am I buying my black child a white doll? If you go to a white person's house, their child is going to have a white doll. And she's like, oh, well, she has friends that has dolls that are black, white. and That's fine. But I'm going to buy my... And the crazy thing about it is that she admitted that one day her daughter came to her and was like, mom, I don't don't like my hair. Mind you, she's five years old, five, six years old. I don't like my hair. And she's like, why? She's like, I want it to be lighter. I want it to be light, like like that light color. And when she showed her mother which color, it was like a blonde hair. Girl, she was a And she was like, no, your hair is beautiful. She told her that. But at the end of the day, as you said, you know. But she encouraging women, her in the other shit. Yeah, she's six years old. So in another way, it's like, yeah, you, you keep saying you want her to be mixed. That's fine. She's going to be around different races and ethnicities. However, you should encourage and embolden the fact that she is black. And she should love her hair and love who she is. Which... I think, you know, that's what her mother should be focused on. I watched, you know, this this TV show called Toddlers and Tiaras. You know, I love this show. And it's about, like, little girls that are doing pageants. And this one little girl, you know, the white people do the spray tan. And the little girl told her mommy, mommy, spray tan me. Darker, darker. A white girl. I want to be like Beyonce. Darker, darker. And that little girl will only play with black dolls. She would not play with white dolls. She said, mommy, I want my skin to be darker. That's a switch. And I think that, you know, we as black people have to remember that we have something good about us, but we're always so willing to give it up to somebody else to Correct. exploit it. Correct. I mean, every time I see like that video I posted with these white people doing African dance, yeah, 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 we want to share our culture. But you ever seen a white, a black person walking down the street in a kilt playing a <laughs> playing that horrible pew, 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 whatever that machine yeah. is called. And we'll call what that person a coon. What is that instrument called? Pew, With the bag, the... Bagpipe. Yeah. You ever see that happening? No. They don't teach us their culture, but we're so willing to teach them our culture. I mean, you know, we want diversity in the community. We do. But we want to be able to say that this is something we started because after you started, nobody remembers that right. black people started it, you know. And you want to be able to say, yes, I appreciate other cultures, but I love mine. I love myself. And that's what I think we're like. We're always trying to get the long straight here. You know, my cousin boyfriend was like, yeah, I need to stop this um, this natural thing. I said, why? Yeah, I need to straighten it out. I said, why? I said, guess what? We're not European, nigga. <laughs> I use that word derogatory word to you. You're black. As my hairdresser said. That's fine. Brenda. That's what my hairdresser said. She said, Brenda, per make for you. If it's a make for nobody else, it's a make for you. I said, all right, thanks. Keep permanent. The same person. I told like, her I was I think oh, going and, natural. Oh, I told her another. Anyway, I think it was going natural. She was like, "You won't make it." That's what she told me. I won't, won't make it. She won't. You won't make it. I, it's a lot of work. This twisted and all. This. <laughs> I, but you know, I have to tell you, I'm a black girl that cannot even put a cane roll. I don't know how to cane roll, so <laughs> that alone. Mean, it would be rough goings, and I would need a budget all just for my hair, and I, and I can't afford it right now. Um, uh, so sad. Speaking about speaking about not being able to make it, Cardi B and Offset. So sad. I'm so sad about this. Everybody knows Cardi B and Offset got married about a year ago. They had a baby culture. And, you know, we love her. I love her. We love who? Oh, Cardi B. And apparently they broke up. Um, they, Cardi B left him, put him out because... Bullshit. That's yeah, what it is. A girl, according to Offset, there was a girl he was kind of, like, chatting up with, um, trying to set up, like, a, a, a rendezvous to have a sex with a threesome. Mm-hmm. With her and her friend. And he did not do it. 
But Cardi said this was enough. I, you know, I think he has had a history of infidelity. She's forgiven him. That's why she got that court case. But um, this is sad. Uh, and, you know, she said he'll always be my friend, but we just can't be together. Maybe we grew out of love. But he's been fighting. He went on Instagram. It was his birthday. He said, Cardi, all I want for my birthday is to get you back. And then, she did, and then she did a he show. Showed he showed up with um, something, Cardi. Forgive me, Cardi. Oh, take, take me, me back. back, Cardi. Mm-hmm. And um, he showed up on stage. On the she stage, was like, she was like mm-hmm. mad, shocked. You could see her face at first. Even she was shocked, Instagram, but also was like, she was just like, "We're not doing this." <laughs> yeah, with flowers all over. He tried to get me. He got on the mic like, "Please take me back," and she was just like, "No." If I was, I would be like so pissed off with my production team for allowing that to happen. But you know, so sad, Cardi. I hope you know. We talked about how could you forgive somebody that cheats, but I don't know if I feel sorry for Cardi. I just feel like this is a deal here. Let's all be honest here. We know athletes, rappers, these kind of folks, they really stay faithful, man. Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, all these people. What's this what's this cool name? What's this guy name? The golfer. I don't think he black. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. All these folks, we know that they're in the limelight. They have girls throwing poop at them all the time. You know what I'm saying? What do you, what did Cardi think that she was gonna get married to Offset? All of a sudden, that was gonna be the last piece of poom poom he have in his life. Yikes. Bitch, don't be so naive. Take it how it is. You know you're with somebody that is girls is gonna be throwing it at him, and then the girl who was even involved in a whole threesome setup apologized. It was like I'm so sorry. No, you ain't. <laughs> Because everybody know he's married to Cardi B and you still was facilitating the threesome saying you want him or whatever it might be. I don't understand. I mean, it is messed up that he didn't get to smash because to go through all this drama, you didn't get to smash the wow. girls. That is very, that's wow. the sad part about this. However, Cardi B be out check. You was not going to be the last poom poom, sis. And so now that you want to get a divorce because of all of this, come on. Come on, Cardi. I think that was very naive. I mean, well, you let's know, be honest. the whole fact that people getting married is hoping that they can stay together forever. That is the concept of they, marriage. Uh, right, so she can stay there with her forever. What's the problem? But not, Just knowing that he's out there in the streets and eventually he will not. Nobody wants to deal with that. No, listen, but people deal with it because it is what it is. You know, you understand that, listen, it's all part of the deal. I mean, Cardi, she got her own money. But anybody else, you know, who does not have their own money. You know what I'm saying? That is working like a regular nine to five. Yeah, they're going to want to, they're going to be like, listen, like, listen, I'm telling you, if I wasn't married and, and I was in these streets and all upset was to be like, yo, let's get together and I'll marry him, yo, I would just, I'll be okay with him slinging his cock all over the place. I would, wow. just, I would just use a protection. We'll have to use condoms all the time. That's just the problem. Wow. And that'll be it. This conversation leaves me at a loss for words. But anyway. But, you told me that you saw a Dr. Phil, that girl that we talked about the other day. Oh, my gosh, yo. This is sad. So, we spoke about this. The girl who, I guess, set up this whole wedding thing. Her and her, her fiancé were together for 10 years. They were slated to get married. And, unfortunately, you know, he never showed up, never paid for the venue. She didn't find out till the day, the minute that her wedding was supposed to happen, that basically no wedding was going to happen. He didn't pay down for the venue, so everybody was getting... Uh, you know, kind of return back. Oh, there's no wedding here. There's no wedding here. People flew in from different places just to come to this wedding. And here this happens. Um, he never showed up and she got ghost- ghosted at the altar. Here this shit. My cousin texts me this day. First of all, this girl works at my cousin's job. But she texts me 
the video of this girl being on Dr. Phil. I don't know. I'm sorry. I think this is a whole hoax. <laughs> it is. I don't think it's a hoax. Because when I saw the video, when she was on Dr. Phil, I think it's pretty sad. But I do think this girl's trying to gain fame out of all of this. Out of this disaster. Mm-hmm. As if anybody mm-hmm. would want anybody to know that they got stood up at the damn altar. Anyway, she comes on Dr. Phil. She tells the story. And she reveals to her mother as well as, I believe, it's probably like a family member and probably her best friend, her, her maid of honor, that, hear what? Me and this guy, they're still talking. They're trying to figure out why he did what he did. He promised her that he will indeed marry her, but he don't know what happened. You know, I mean, but this is like a deeper level. In the video, this girl is saying that even when they, he was supposed to come pick up something from her at 11 o'clock at the hotel, he never showed up. And when they called the venue, they were like, there is no wedding here. It's not like he woke up in the morning and was like, oh, I'm scared, I can't do this, and had cold feet. Premeditated. This guy was lying for six months that he was paying off a venue that did not exist. That is sad. I mean, you have to ask yourself, what level of deception are you willing to deal with in your life? And that is a bit much for me. And, and you know, at first she started off with telling her family, her mother, her, the, the other two girls, like, yes, I just want to let you know we've been in contact. Her mother was like, oh! <laughs> As you know, they're, they're from Haiti. <laughs> But the friend was like, so she was trying to make it seem like almost like she needed closure. The friend was like, I understand that. But then Dr. Phil was like, you know, WSOs check you. He was like, hold up. Let's be very clear here. Because you're now doing this whole omitting information thing. He was like, let's be straight up and honest here. It's not that you just wanted closure. You guys are really talking about getting back together and working on this relationship. I mean, and so as for this girl, she said that, What's her name? Oh, Sasha. She claims that he said he's willing to do counseling to see why and what happened. Again, as Benji just mentioned, this is not like he just had cold feet. He had cold feet for six months. He was, and was lying. And even up to the night before, kiss her. I can't wait to marry you tomorrow. Yeah, kiss her. So I can't wait to get married to He's you. a fraud. He is a fraud. You know, I was thinking this guy was gay. I was like, oh, Look at my blanket. <laughs> That's what they call him, right? When you marry somebody, yes. you blanket. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he's just gay. You know, he's trying to cover it up. Damn, you know. But he's really trying to work this out with this girl. And this girl's really going through I don't believe this. he's trying to work it out. Because then why he wasn't on Dr. Phil? She should have said, you have to come on the show. Yeah, he should have been on the show. If you want to work it out, let somebody else help us to work it out. We got a great TV counselor right here that wants to work it out. Come on the show. They're still like covering this guy's identity or whatever it might be. Because that means he is not with it. She would have said, I'm going on Dr. Phil to discuss this. He would have said, yes, I'm coming too because I want to stick my faith. I want to tell your family to forgive me. That's something when you're going to be trying to stand up, be a stand-up kind of guy. Not this dirtbag piece of shit that leave people up and have them lying. Ah, please. You know, Brenda... uh, Bender. Sure wanted me to say this. She's always like, oh, are you going to tell your ghosting story? Well, you know, so let's talk about ghosting. I mean, because this, this girl clearly got ghosted. But in life, have you, have you know, I asked Bender, have you been ghosted? It's in a relationship. You know, she already knows this, but I would not say I was in a relationship with this guy. But after I broke up with my husband, for a long time, I told you that I stayed by myself. I think I was by myself for like three years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not dating anybody, just kind of focusing on my kids and doing what I needed to do to get through the day. Um, that being said, when, yes, three years separated and I'm still 95% divorced, <laughs> not divorced, right? <laughs> anyway, um, so I started talking to this guy and I have to tell you, I was really, I don't know if I was, you think this is the first person I started talking to after? I think real person. Real, like, real, like, I mean, real. I mean, I might talk to people. Like he was there, interested in. But I was really interested in him. We had a great conversation. Um, and you know, for me at that point, I kind of was just like very, very upfront. I, you know, even now, 
I have nothing to lose. I might as well say anything I want to say and like let the chips fall where they may. Because what's the sense of kind of going in? You know, a lot of times when you're in a new relationship, you're afraid to say things. So I basically was like, yo, if this is not what you want, just tell me. You don't even have to give me a reason. Just be like, I'm out. Yeah. This is not going to work. Red light, green light. I'm on a red light. <laughs> One, two, that's three. it. We're done. I need a yellow. I need a red. So that's basically how we just kind of did it. And I, I used to say it all the time. And then my friends used to be like, oh, you're really messing up by saying that. I'm like, nah, because I want to give this guy out. I don't want to make anybody feel like, you you're know, I felt like, really, I felt like maybe in my own mind, I was probably like throwing, transferring how I felt in my marriage. Like I was like trapped in. And all of a sudden, um, we're talking. And then one day he's like, yeah, I can't do this. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the bitch? <laughs> And, I mean, when he said that, you thought that would be the end. You know, we still talked a little bit after, you know, she was adamant because, you know, she's cold as ice. Like, Gosh. don't you ever talk to that guy again. <laughs> he's um, dead to you. He's dead, he's dead to us. I don't even want to hear his name. But I was really, like, surprised. And even though I gave him the out, I don't know why the out came. And, you know, it was a lot of other little things that was happening. They probably told me I did wrong or I said the wrong words. But again, it's like when you're starting to date again, it's like I was really just trying to learn from the beginning things that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, it was difficult. And even now, I kind of throw my mind back like, yo, what really happened? Mm-hmm. You know, because even somebody, he would send me like that Merry Christmas text and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yo, don't be sending me no damn text messages. Like, I don't know you. I don't know you and I don't <laughs> want to know you. But yet I have not deleted his number from my phone, right? Because <laughs> I know I need to delete his number from my phone. But every once in a while, I kind of go all the way down to the bottom of WhatsApp to see the picture. <laughs> in fact, let me do it now. <laughs> she really is doing this right now. But, you know, so it wasn't, I don't know if you say I was ghosted. I mean, I was very hurt, but. I mean, I think, again, you know, people say, well, from the first moment I knew what Ghosted was, I guess it wasn't coined as Ghosted. I was seeing like a Sex in the City episode. I don't know if you guys watch Sex in the City, but it was an episode where Carrie was dating Berga and, yo, she was in bed with him one night and then the next morning he left her a post-it, like a work, like a post-it, a sticky. Listen. I can't do this. Wow. And That's left. Ghosted. That was it. That was it. She called. He never answered. And that was it. And, I, you know, again, throughout the show, I mean, she met him again. I was like, why did you do that? You know, like, how dare you? And they ended up getting married. But you could tell, no. Come on, get it together. They that got married in the movie. No. That's a different person. Oh, it's Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Oh, Gosh. Clearly, she's not a Sex and the City fan. But anyways, and I was thinking about, have I ever been ghosted? And, you know, and she for, said, never fortunately. Me. I'm too good for that. No, not never me. Fortunately, I, I have haven't been. Oh. But I'm just thinking... Because, you know, I'm a person that I would ghost somebody. Like, I remember dating. I would just ghost somebody. Oh, but like, I do it all the time, though. <laughs> Come on. I would just, like, I'm not giving anybody any excuse. Like, if it's just somebody, somebody does, me. I would just block them. And that was it. And I remember I did it to this guy. Like, we were talking. He lived, like, in Philadelphia or something like that. And he would come back and forth. And I'd think to myself, like, yo, what am I gaining from this relationship? Like, this guy, he's always calling me. He called me constantly. I mean, I, I knew he had other women. He had to have other women. But the bottom line is, I'm like, how he had so much time to speak to me all day. Then he would come to New York and expect me to give me give him all of my time. I was not willing to do that. I was like, why am I in this fake relationship? And one day I said, you know what? Oh, no, he asked to borrow money. He didn't give it back. Oh, that was it. That. Money. That was it. Now we know the scam. He wanted your cash. <laughs> he didn't want your ass. He wanted your cash. <laughs> He borrowed like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yo, $200. that's a lot of money back it in the day. Two hundred dollars. I thought 
sure she borrowed like a little sixty dollars, two hundred. And, and where does this guy live now? I want to go get that two hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he said something. I was like, "What?" And, yo, and he kept giving me excuses. I was like, "Nah, we ain't doing this." I just blocked my number. He showed up at my house numerous times, and he rang my bell. Oh, I have money for him. I was like, "Who's this guy?" I was like, "I don't even know who this guy is." Tell him to give me my money though. <laughs> but. Yeah, I basically was like, I'm done with this guy. I already see who you are. Once you borrow money from me, you're going to give it back? Oh, that's it for me. There's no other conversation to have. Do I owe you any money? Um, <laughs> anyway. We do. We have to pay. Oh, I do. We all do. We don't owe no money. This, anyway. Please. But no, really. I mean, I have been a, 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 a person that's done this. Like, sometimes when you look at people, this is like, divorce teaches you clarity. When you look at situations and you're like, yo, I had to deal with him because I was married to him, but I don't have to deal with anybody else. It really predicts clarity that you could be in a relationship with somebody and be like, yo, nah, the work. <laughs> That's it. And when you make that decision to get by, like, I really don't like the way this person is. I don't like the way this happened. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to happen. It's, this is a waste of my time. Definitively, you could just walk away. Or, but you have to or, think about the other person's exactly. feelings. Or you could just say, listen, I'm not going to talk to you no longer because of this, this, and that. I mean, as you know, ghosting and breaking up a relationship by ending all communication and contact with that person without even giving an explanation or anything like that. So you think about it, someone just picks up and leaves or don't show show up at an altar. Yeah, that is clearly like heartbreaking to know why. You just sometimes you just want to know why someone yeah, did something. Sometimes you don't get closure. That's the problem. You cannot seek somebody, you can't go searching them out. And this I read this thing on, on the internet today and I said if a man disappears for a week or two after a few great dates and you want to send him a text referencing something you discussed and ask why he wasn't there, um you know, try to make it flirty, and if he doesn't respond, and his response is not appropriate, do not go back and try to get into it. Because what ends up happening sometimes is if somebody ghosts you, and you kind of dial into them like a week or two later or maybe a month, they try to revamp it again, and then you're like so open, you're like, yeah, let's do this again. No. Oh, remember that happened to um Issa. Was that the season oh. finale or close to the season finale when that guy ghosted her and she was stressed out? She was stalking him. Back. She went. She went to him where he lived and all this stuff. And at the end, the season finale, we we all saw it. I mean, who did? Sorry if I had to be a spoiler, but come on, the show ended a few months ago. Get your life. <laughs> at the end, we saw the season finale. He came back to her place, and you could see she's basically taking him back. And we know when the show starts back again, Molly is gonna give her grief. Like you're back with this guy again who just basically ghosted you. And I mean, she knew that she was. Well, there was a little fling. It wasn't anything serious, but it seemed like they had such a connection. And all of a sudden, he just... And guess what? What's messed up about ghosting is this guy was still on Instagram and those kind of social medias. He just was not answering her. So to know that somebody's ghosting and still living their best life, nah. Living my best life. (laughs) Yo, that hit hard. That would hit the ego very hard. So again, you know, think about ghosting. If you could really just give somebody clarity, if you want to leave them a text and say, this is what it is, even if you don't want to face it up front to have a conversation with somebody face-to-face, at least send them a text saying, yeah, I, just, I did this. I didn't want nah, to Nah, work. Him. That's all you got to put. No, you have to put why. N-A-H. You have to put why. N-A-H-G-U-H. Naga work. Naga work. Somebody's still wondering why. work. No, that's that was a different accent. I'm waiting till you finish. Are you done? Sorry. You know, you just want somebody to say, I'm jungle to jungle. Naga work. Naga work. But anyways... Even if somebody's saying this is not going to work, I can't do this anymore, you at least want to know why. So that you could kind of have closure and figure out maybe I did something. I would never as take if. them as if. I would as never if. take the responsibility for that girl. shit. <laughs> as if I did something, please. <laughs> Whatever. 
But you want clarity and you want confirmation and say, okay, I, at least I know why this happened. Now, moving and if you forward, don't get it, unless, you know, you are confused, you are worried, but then, you know, here's a quote. Unless you want to be confused, unless you want to live in a state of confusion, overthinking and second-guessing and wondering what might or be or could possibly <laughs> cut your losses. That's it. And instead, choose you. you. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I was on Atlantic Avenue yesterday. And I didn't even know there's this place. It's almost like a Home Depot, but I don't know the name of it. They sell, like, building materials. There was this cat on a bicycle. I made a video while driving. <laughs> Dangerous. Isn't that, like, against the law? And he had, like, a 25-gallon bucket of paint that he was trying to get onto this bicycle while he was riding. So you can imagine, he has the bike. A regular He's bicycle, like, like a tent. On the wall, trying to put the thing on the top of the bicycle. He's, like, all fighting it. And I'm looking at this Spanish guy, and I'm saying, you know what? Gold star. He's a hustler. He's a shout out for the day. And let me tell you, I was really trying to get him because the way he was struggling with this 25 gallon tin of milk, I mean, of paint, <laughs> milk, putting it on the thing, uh, and the bicycle, he couldn't get the bicycle. One point, he fell off. He got back up. I, I didn't get that part in the video, but then I started videoing him right after when he fell. <laughs> This guy's determined. And that's what some of you young brothers out here need. Determination! And ambition. While still on Atlantic. I ain't gonna lie. That's skill, though. That's skills right there. Because, you know, I would never think to lean everything or against the wall. Pick up the weight. Put it on. That was wise, man. See, that's for them guys dating a big girl out there. (laughs) Lean on the wall. Pick it up. And then go from there. (laughs) Pay attention. Uh, While also on Atlantic Avenue, a throwback. This guy had on that eight ball jacket. I took a video. Eight ball. Remember the eight ball jacket? Yo, I was taking pics and videos while driving. It was traffic. (laughs) Yo, I saw one of the eight ball when I was younger, and my mother was not buying that shit for me. Remember, if you had a triple fat ticket (laughs) off and give it back to your mother, you don't want it because she paid a dollar for it. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you remember this. Yo, that is truly a throwback. And now that I'm older, I'm like, yo, I should have had one. Who wants to buy that now? Hey, but if somebody's so wearing gaudy. it. If somebody's... This is so gaudy. This hey, huge damn it. I wish I had the money I had now to pay for it. But then you think why you see people now with Sherlins. You remember the oh, Sherlins? I couldn't afford hot. that either. I, I couldn't afford, afford it. it. And I'm not wearing those Sherlins. You'll be sweating like a pig. Like I know. You? With that? Never. I'm hot-blooded. That, that coat was crazy. Crazy. So y'all have things are coming I had back. one, you know. My husband bought me one one time. I was a like. Sherlin? Bro, he bought me two coats, the Sherlin and the Pico. And I was like, I'm going to just rock this Pico for a while. He gave it away. The Sherlin? Yeah. So you never wore it? I didn't get a chance. Well, you didn't want it. <laughs> so I no. guess he knew that. But not only that, give me a chance to wear what I got. I don't want to wear everything at the same time. Who True. knows? True indeed. Um, Remember cross colors? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting back to wear cross colors, though. You know that's I told you. I'm starting back to rock my cross colors now. Uh, my husband got a couple of items. He bought me a hat. Yo, I'm oh, coming no. hard with it. Next Let's summer? Bring it. Yo. Bring it. I'm, for you, remember for you by us? I am starting to, Ooh. I mean, I've been starting this for a long time, shopping black. But I'm trying to go hard with it by next year. Wow. I don't know how it's going to I have to see how this works. <laughs> Disjointed pieces. But another anyway. but another thing that's a throwback that everybody's doing is a whole baby here. We're slicking it down on the side here. I mean, we've seen, we've seen it for a while. Yeah, but you know people doing that because they wear lace fronts. And this girl... <laughs> <laughs> no, but like my guy kids, are do- my guy kids is doing. Like she's slicking, it. and she's skilled at this. She knows she's a natural hair, but she's slicking down these hairs. 
My husband's like, I'm so over this. This looks so tacky. I'm like, nah, they bringing it back, yo. Why you hating? Let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back. Um, oh, to our next segment. Caribbean Corner. Ding, 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 ding. It's my fake, uh, was it? Still bad. <laughs> so, yo, why don't we just tell you about this, uh, this, no, this new song, I guess, that this this raining now, I guess, down in TNT or whatever. I don't know. It's probably one of the songs. I just know we're hearing a lot of groovy songs playing now. So Yeah, hard stuff to come out to later. I just wanted to give you guys a sample of it. I mean, you can look it up. It's a song by Blacks, and it's called... B-L-A-X-X. Yes. Just like chicks. Ah, <laughs> I love Blacks. But the song is called Gal Oda. So I'm making this here a sample of it on my, my, my Apple Music here, so you guys can hear, you know, what the tune sound like. That's why it has a nice little beat. I'm playing this all day. So that's just a little something, but I mean, you can listen to it, you know, download and it. I can it say, up on if you see this guy's face, he can't take. Anybody's anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anyway. He can't own not a panty for me. <laughs> well, maybe with the cash. I don't know. Maybe he's a millionaire. That. Maybe that's a different look. Anyway, that's our cast for today. So I just want to give you guys a heads up that, you know, it is the holiday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. This is what we're celebrating here. And of course, the New Year. So we can be fat in, drinking, serenading, eating. You know, I don't want to eat pork, but I might have a couple of Christmas ham. I don't eat pork, but I'll eat a little Christmas ham. You just eat Christmas ham? Don't do me this way. How didn't I know you eat Christmas ham? Sometimes. I've been eating Christmas ham since I was 12, but I miss it desperately. But you know, we got a serenade, drinking, drinking, punching. Well, I'm not drinking that because I don't have any, but I'll be drinking vodka. I'll be drinking punch the creme, though. That's the only time. I ain't gonna lie. Punch the creme? You know, right? No, punch the creme. Yeah. We go punch the creme, right? I drink that with a cup of with a Lipton tea bag. I gotta try this. It's my I milk. I love it. I gotta try this. <laughs> you know, we, you know, take dibble and dabble with little everything. You know, all cultures, coquito. Oh, please you know. bring the bottles. We'll drink it. <laughs> so we drink all kinds of things. So we're not gonna be really, you know, thinking about cast business. I mean, we love you. We know you love us. But I mean, come on. Just re-listen to some of the old episodes. Yeah, we'll be posting things still on Instagram, hopefully, because, you know, that's Bender's job at some time. She is slacking. Yikes. But, um... <laughs> Again, keep following us, like us, love us, share us. And we'll see you on January 9th. Yes, check us out then. I'm Brenda the Bender. And Roy Dog Shaw. And we're Brooklyn Chicks. Later.